Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. You are here with an open mind because that is the rule, not the exception. As you know, if you're a listener of Leadosophy, you know we show up with an open mind because it's just necessary. I don't know if it's sufficient, but it is necessary. So this is a part leadership show, part philosophy show, if you're a first-time listener. Today, we're going to talk about, actually, over the next couple episodes, probably three episodes, we're going to talk about these, this idea of self-doubt in leadership, doubting oneself in leadership. We're going to talk about, just, I'm going to spit spitball some random thoughts I have. We're going to talk about, I'm going to go over an academic article, I think, in the next episode, and then a little infographic in the third episode about my ideas of, of confidence and building confidence and how that happens. So I hope you enjoy the next three episodes on self-doubt and conversely on confidence, acquiring confidence, keeping confidence. So here we go. Hope you enjoy the show. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, friends, welcome back. Hopefully you have a cup of joe with you wherever you are at. Maybe you're in the workplace, avoiding work, listening to Leadosophy if you're doing that. Maybe you should get back to work. I don't know. Or you can keep listening, whatever you need to do. But hopefully you got a cup of joe somewhere traveling to work. Maybe you're on the way home from work. Maybe you just decided to cuddle up next to the fireplace with your cat and listen to Leadosophy. And if that's the case, I'm just grateful. Maybe you have a glass of your favorite beverage. Self-doubt. We're going to talk about self-doubt today and over the next few episodes. I've, want, I've been wanting to podcast about self-doubt for, for some time, especially as it's applied to leadership. And it's it's really, it's a cathartic exercise for me because uh, self-doubt was a constant cloud, kind of what I called it over my leadership experiences and my roles in, in leadership, especially in the military. And it constantly followed me. It kind of hovered above me the whole time, sometimes in a healthy way, sometimes in a very annoying way. So I'm hoping this podcast, maybe it reaches a few of you, maybe it resonates with, with somebody and hopefully you might rest easy or rest easier knowing that leading humans is an enormous responsibility and it's okay to have healthy levels, healthy levels, healthy being the key word, healthy levels of anxiety in a leadership role. Again, you're, you're leading humans. Human life is at stake here, right? Well-being, morale, things like that is very important. It's okay to constructively question your abilities from time to time. Again, constructively being the keyword. You know, to question whether or not you're providing the tools, knowledges, and resources to others so they can not just survive in the workplace or survive under your tutelage and your mentorship and your coaching, but they can thrive. You should constantly ask yourself, am I providing those tools? Are the people around me just merely surviving or are they thriving? So to question whether or not you're drifting into the realm of overconfidence is also important, right? There's a, there's a fine line between being confident in your leadership abilities and then drifting into this realm of overconfidence, which could be problematic. 
could be problematic for your followers or for followers in general. So I want to be very clear as we, we can, we start this discussion about self-doubt. I'm not talking about self-concept. What is self-concept? I'm going to defer to Kendra Cherry. She writes on the verywellmind.com website that quote, at its most basic self-concept is a collection of beliefs. One holds about oneself and the responses of others. It embodies the answer to the question, who am I? And I'll put the link in the show notes. But that's a very deep, fundamental, essence-driven question. Who am I? Right? We're not talking about who are you as a person in life in general. We're talking about leadership, specifically self-doubt. Self-doubt is one small part of that self-concept overall. Whether we lack self-confidence or tend to be overconfident as leaders is one part of our self-concept's larger whole, as I just mentioned. And I do think we develop a leader self-concept. And again, we're going to be talking about self-doubt specifically, but to continue this idea real quickly about self-concept. Self-concept as a leader means both how I see myself as a leader and how I think others perceive me as a leader. So that's kind of like leadership or a leader self-concept. I think we can develop an ideal image of who we aspire to be as a leader. And maybe that corresponds with how we are in reality as a leader, or maybe it's completely opposite. Maybe we have this, this ideal image of who we are as a leader. And we, when we introspect, we realize that we're not even close to that. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. But again, these are larger pictures of the 30,000 foot view of our image. And one last note on self-concept that we should explore further, probably in another episode, is whether we can separate our leader's self-concept from our individual self-concept in life in general, right? This is that how blurred is the line or how rigid and, and visible is the line between the workspace and life in general, our personal lives. So in other words, is there a distinction between the following two questions? First question, as a leader, who am I? And the general question, who am I? Right. So very philosophical questions, which I think it's okay to ask very philosophical questions from time to time about the self. Maybe, maybe sends us into a deep exploration exercise and in, in understanding ourself a little better, which I don't think is a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. So we've drifted a little bit here. So I want to focus more narrowly on self-doubt, as I've said. And also it's opposite, right? Confidence. Is confidence the opposite of self-doubt? I don't know. Maybe there's a better word, but confidence is what comes to mind to me on the opposite side. I think it's a worthy topic to explore both of those. So why am I intrigued? Why is Leadosophy intrigued about self-doubt and confidence? So full disclosure, I never truly felt confident leading others. What's that mean? What do I mean by that? I think from time to time, I would question my, my effectiveness from the standpoint of leader competence, competence being the key word here, competence. And I, I call this occasional self-doubt. I, I wasn't necessarily, I never felt like I was in the, in the realm of chronic self-doubt where it was kind of like crippling. I never felt like that. Maybe I think I drifted around the levels of healthy self-doubt. And when I talk about leader competence or self-doubt and leader competence, I'm not talking about likability. I think it's, I think those are two distinctions we should make here. 
And I don't discount the idea of likability or its relevance to leadership. I think likability plays a role. But when I'm talking about my self-doubt and my experiences, and maybe you have the same experiences or similar, I'm talking about just competence, my skills and abilities to, to get teams to be effective, to achieve goals, things of those, kind of those cliche leadership thoughts that we have. So I think on rare occasions I suffered from imposter syndrome or kind of, it's kind of also known as perceived fraudulence. Imposter syndrome is defined as, quote, personal incompetence that persists despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. And I got that from healthline.com. That was an article written by uh, Crystal Raypole in April 2021, this year. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. So I think imposter syndrome uh, sometimes was kind of what I was experiencing. And I'll, on the next episode, when I dive into the academic article, I'm going to talk about the, the authors of that article talk about different strategies for how people deal with self-doubt. And imposter syndrome is just one of those strategies, the mental exercises that we go through to deal with our, our lack of confidence in our skills, abilities, whatever. So I'll dive into that further next episode. So I go back and forth on this idea of leader confidence and leader self-doubt. I don't think it's either you're confident as a leader, or you're not confident. I think it's, I think it's much more than that. It's more complex than that. Like so many other areas of human existence, very few areas are black and white, right? We live, I think we live in a world of, of gray hues, as I like to think of it. Confidence and self-doubt probably lie more on a spectrum than it has to be one or the other. And I think this is especially true with leadership, as complex as leadership is, on the day-to-day, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute, leadership can be very complex. Not always complex. Sometimes it's pretty straightforward. Take care of people. I think our confidence levels might fluctuate by the day or even by the hour, especially in the workspace. Our confidence might fluctuate depending on the task or which teammates we are collaborating with. If we report to different managers, our self-doubt might magnify or it may shrink depending on who we're dealing with. I think that's true at times. So when we are leading, we may feel confident time, confident at times, we may feel highly confident at other times, and occasionally we may feel, sometimes we just feel woefully inept on the extreme other end of the, of the confidence self-doubt spectrum. If we have to have a difficult conversation, we may drift towards self-doubt. It's likely that we will have a difficult time giving constructive feedback. I think this is common for new leaders, for many new leaders. I would love to hear your experiences. It is human nature to want to be liked. That is human nature in general, right? That may impede our willingness to want to give constructive feedback. That may cause cause kind of like a dissonance from us wanting to give constructive feedback or needing to and wanting to be liked. Right? We may doubt our ability to give constructive feedback because we want to be like, there's this like cognitive tension that pulls us in different directions. On the, on the flip side of the coin, we, we may doubt our leadership competence or our leader competence if we make a mistake or if we hear that we are not liked by members of our team or, or the decision, a decision that we made caused unintended psychological harm. These are, these are all things, little things that can add up that can shake us 
could shake our confidence in leadership. And again, this isn't supernatural. These are very common occurrences. And obviously, I'm just speaking for myself, and I can't speak for others, but a lot of the articles I read and the things I hear and the anecdotes I hear about leadership and the difficulties of leadership, self, self-doubt plays a large role. Is it not easy to get caught up in the moment as leaders? To live or die by every ounce of criticism we hear about our leadership style or our decision-making processes and the outcomes from those processes. Unintended consequences. We can't foresee all the unintended consequences of the decisions we make. And sometimes those unintended consequences are very unfavorable to, to people we are leading. Again, can shake our confidence a little bit. I, my wife said something very, uh, very, I thought was very interesting. She said, we are trained to be judged by feedback, both positive and negative. And as leaders, we often get more negative feedback than positive. And she talked about her, her experiences in the military. And you get these leadership surveys that go out to, the, to everyone at your unit, right? And everyone gets to give unbridled feedback about your leadership style, what you're doing and not doing. And I think a lot of times the negative feedback tends to resonate more or it tends to, it's usually the negative feedback that's put down on paper more often than not. And I don't know what the percentages are, but I would say maybe 75, 25 negative to positive. It's very, I think it's common. And again, we, we, you know, that's, uh, that's my just intuitive thought. I could be completely wrong. You know, it can be one of those bias, psychological biases that are just way off. But who knows? But it was, it's very interesting when we hear negative feedback and it's hard not to latch on to the pessimism, to the negative stuff. Our brains tend to do that. And then again, things that challenge our confidence, right? I guess is kind of where I'm going with that. So I think leadosophy, as we start winding down this episode, and again, this, this episode and leadosophy in general is not about telling you how to lead. It's more about just getting you to think about your own leadership, the way you lead, to question some of the things you do, your values, your beliefs, to help you or kind of prod you to think deeper about some of the things maybe that you've taken for granted, right? Or maybe you've never even thought about self-doubt. Maybe this tension you have in a leadership role where you're like doubting some of your things that you're doing or the decisions you're making, or maybe it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's like, okay, maybe I need to go back and examine some of the origins of my self-doubt. Where is this flowing from? Right? That's, that's what leadosophy is about. That's about my, it's like a mining a, a adventure or a mining expedition. You're mining your ideas of self-doubt, maybe how it's influencing you or affecting you in the workplace. Right. And then on the opposite side, the confidence side. If I am very confident in one task or one part of my life, but I am very, and I'm not confident in another part of my life, why is there such a difference? Right. Why am I so confident doing this, but I'm not confident doing that? Right. It's examining those two, comparing those two. Right. Without comparisons, the mind knows not how to proceed. I think that was, it was either Montesquieu or I can't remember who said that. One of my favorite quotes. So leadosophy has some assumptions. And again, these assumptions, there's like, I got like four assumptions, right? And they're going to follow, we're kind of end this with some, some questions and, and a 
a very interesting post, not interesting, just a very thoughtful post from my Leadosophy Facebook group about self-doubt. I'm going to end with that. But some assumptions here, and I would encourage you to challenge these assumptions or let me know if I'm on base or off base. Assumption number one is that we can have self-doubt in one or many areas of our life. This is what I just talked about, but yet have a high degree of self-confidence in other areas, right? I can have a high degree of confidence in my ability to play the flute, but a low degree of confidence in my abilities to maintain healthy relationships with others. And these are just examples, right? So again, maybe comparing those, why, and maybe those are horrific comparisons. I mean, let's be honest, playing a musical instrument, vice, and on the flip side, a human relationship or human relationships in general, two completely opposite things. You know, you might be able to definitely get close to pursuing mastery at playing the flute, a very static object, and then trying to compare that to uh, <laughs> mastering human relationships or navigating the the shark-infested waters of human relationships. Probably not good comparisons. But anyways, you get the point. All right, assumption number two, the origins of self-doubt are legion. That's right, legion. I love the word legion. So we all have self-doubt at some point, right? We all have self-doubt at some point, but the origins of of our, our self-doubt or the wellspring, the genesis, where does this come from? Where does this self-doubt come from? Is, you know, does it come from childhood? Or maybe it's an unhealthy relationship we're in. You know, maybe someone is is telling us or constantly criticizing us in the workplace, right? We have to be able to examine the origins of self-doubt. I think it's important. And those origins are just, I don't know, every, everyone has their own origins of self-doubt. It's almost in, in, to infinity. My, my third assumption is, is, again, I've talked about this, self-doubt falls along a continuum, but the extreme ends are very distinct. No self-doubt on one end of the continuum, and then pure confidence, uh, pure confidence, right? So no self-doubt on one end, right? That's, that's what I call pure confidence, right? Just pure, unfiltered confidence on one side, and then you have a chronic debilitating self-doubt on the other end. Those are very distinct, very easy to see. But as you get into the middle continuum, things start to, to get fuzzy. And then my fourth assumption is every leader will experience self-doubt at some point. Could be brief and fleeting, or it could be chronic. All right, so what assumptions do you have about self-doubt? Are my assumptions flawed? Love to hear your thoughts. I want to end this with uh, some, some, some questions Leadosophy has about self-doubt. And then again, the Facebook post. So can we learn more about the origins of our self-doubt by examining the origins of our self-confidence, right? Kind of juxtaposing those two ideas. If we are very confident at something, why are we confident? And if we examine the origins of that confidence, maybe we can understand our self-doubt a little better in other areas. Just a question. I don't know the answer to that. Have you ever doubted your ability to lead other humans? And if so, why? What, what is the source? Why are you doubting yourself? I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just asking why. Can we overcome the self-doubt? If so, how do we do that? Is self-doubt simply the mind's way of telling you that you fear being vulnerable? I think vulnerability and self-doubt are very closely, maybe they're like kissing cousins. 
I don't know. Is the opposite of self-doubt simply confidence? Or is there something else or is there more to it? Is that making it, is that keeping this too, too simple? And how do we gain confidence, which I'll talk about on kind of my, on the third installment of this. And how do we gain so much confidence that self-doubt is suffocated? Or maybe we do not want to suffocate self, self-doubt. Do we need a healthy dose of self-doubt that keeps us sharp? That keeps us pursuing growth? That keeps us guarded against becoming complacent. So essentially, is self-doubt a good thing for leaders to embrace? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Could self-doubt weaken the ego? And how is this a benefit for followers? And lastly, the environments where humans lead and are led are messy, unpredictable, and constantly changing. How do leaders amass the necessary skills and experience required for confidence to grow in the practice of leading? but not swell to the point of hubris or excessive pride. So final thought. So I posted a question, actually a couple questions to my Leadosophy group on Facebook. If you want to join, just search Leadosophy group on Facebook and uh, send a request. The questions posed were, have you experienced self-doubt as a leader? If so, can you pinpoint the origins of self of leader self-doubt? Did you overcome leader self-doubt completely, partially, slightly, and how did you do this? So I liked one of the responses. Just a little paragraph I'll read here, and then we'll close out. My buddy wrote, I think it's natural to have a healthy degree of self-doubt, he says. It's humble. Being your own critic can lead to self-improvement, especially if it's validated or cross-checked with confidants or mentors. I like that. Cross-checking your your self-doubt or being your own critic and and talking with a mentor or coach about that. He goes on to say that too much self-doubt just becomes a loss in confidence, which is why I think it's important for leaders to communicate with advisors or just get candid feedback, he says. And he, he closes with, I'm usually my worst critic. Sometimes I'm right and other times I'm pleasantly surprised. We all have our ups and downs, whether they are self actualized or not. It's important to have that, position fix and check the compass if you will leadosophy likes the nautical reference that's how we close today on leadosophy i hope you enjoyed this episode leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life remember the next episode we're gonna i'm gonna bring in an academic article on self-doubt and then on the third installment of self-doubt i'm gonna talk about a little infographic I came up with the three buckets of confidence. So we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.